Hey guys, this is Coach Keita Bussey with 180 Firearms Training, joined today by Sam Patrick Callahan of Callahan Training Group. And we've got Morgan, I'll let you introduce yourself. Welcome to the 180 Firearms Training Podcast. Uh Hi, uh, thank you. So I'm Morgan. I'm 15 years old. I've been shooting three guns since I was nine in 2017, and this is my second year shooting USPSA. That's awesome. So I met Morgan when she was 10 years old, and she uh -huh. is exactly the same age as my daughter, Pixie. <laughs> so I had quite a soft spot when she was in my class, and I was like, oh, she's just like Pixie. But yeah, she worked so hard and was so dedicated in that class. I was very, very impressed. Yes, yes. I so love that was the first. That was, yes, that was my first class. And that was like right when I started shooting. So I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> so it was all brand new to me. And you helped so much help me figure out everything and break everything down and just kind of find a starting spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you came from Three Gun originally, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, three gun. so a little bit crazier up here. So I understand finding Keto is probably like the best <laughs> thing that started you off. Yep. Yep. So Three Gun is kind of more in the past now. I haven't shot it in forever, but it's still it's still a very special, yeah. special part of me. I have the exact same sentiment <laughs> at this point. I'm the same, same place as you. So being 15 years old. It's a little bit different from most shooters who just have a job, right? You go to mm -hmm. work for eight hours, you come home. Of course, you have family stuff and, you know, work you have to do around the house. But, you know, you come home and you're just home. Yeah. You, you have to go to school. Then you got homework. You're probably mm -hmm. in sports besides shooting, I would guess. Are you? I, I'm not this just year shooting? because I wanted yeah. to shoot more. But I gotcha all the past years I have been and that was hectic yes. yeah mm -hmm. yep. so, so I would go to school I leave my house like uh, what time do I leave my house 7 30 I leave my house at 7 30 and then my school gets out at 3 25 mm -hmm. and then I would have um softball practice till 6 30 or 7 and then I wouldn't get home till 7 7 30 and then I had homework on top of that and so that took up a long time because, I don't know, freshman year was really hard last year. Not sure why, but we had a ton of work. And then whatever was left over, I would kind of split between studying or shooting. So I can either or, which one am I going to do today? And there's so adults out there that don't easier. have time. Yeah, there, there, there's full-grown adults out there, just to stop right there, that tell me they don't have enough time for 15 minutes to dry fire. Mm -hmm. I like to hear that. That's awesome. Yes. And we would we would um, play on weekends, too. So my only free day out of the week was Sunday. And Sunday was when I would shoot. So right. everything was busy Monday to Saturday. And then I get my Sunday off where I go shoot. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag cool. no days off. Yeah, jam yep. packed. Yeah. <laughs> so this year's a little bit easier since you're yeah. using shooting as your sport yes yeah, so now I just have school and then I get home around four-ish every day and then I'll like you know take a little hour break or whatever and then I'll go train and do whatever I need to do with shooting and then I'll do homework laps so I mm -hmm. it's just it's better for me so because I can go outside in the light when, yeah. when it's like not dark yet and then that's when I can get my training in I'll do homework and study when it's dark I like it that is super hectic so mm -hmm. I'm glad you figured out how to say no <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay I I need to dial this back a little bit because you're 15 years old you need to be having fun and if it's not yes. fun why are we doing it right mm -hmm. exactly exactly I'm glad you found that balance that's really good to hear yes yeah. And that's, I mean, it's, it's quite impressive to hear the discipline coming from somebody your age as well. But I mean, mm -hmm. it does bring up something that we were curious about was your training schedule and what your training is actually like, because you have this, we have a wonderful family that supports you. You get to go to the range. You're, you're a young lady. You just said you get to finish a day of school, take an hour off and you head to the range. What is, what is your range day, your training day typically look like? So the closest range to my house is actually 45 minutes to an hour away. So we only get to the range 
one or two times a week. It's it's been two times a week because um like world shoot is coming up and then just had national so that's all two times a week but like a regular schedule like throughout the rest of the year it's once a week and it's either training or a match that's the only time i go to the range during the week and then i dry fire um like more i don't dry fire a ton just because i still have school but i try to dry fire every single day and if not three or four days out of the week and it, that'll range like the times it can be 15 minutes or it can be an hour it kind of just depends what I have that day and I usually go in my backyard and I still have a backyard because I live in the suburbs of New Orleans so my backyard is tiny but I can I can get a little That's bit of yardage I can get like 20 yards and, and so I use targets in my backyard but if not I have the living room and the miniature targets. Nice. So those come in handy a ton too. So you have a pretty regular training schedule from what I understand. You, you're mm-hmm. you're on it pretty much all the time. Even if you have a weird day or two off, you're you're pretty much on it on a regular basis. Yeah, That's it's, it's like regular. It's never like, oh, a week off here, extra here, a week off. It's like, it's usually pretty, stays pretty constant. Awesome. So what are yep. some dry fire drills that you really like to work on? I like to, uh, well, I always start with, like, um, the, the, oh my gosh, what's it called? The fast trigger press, whatever. I'm going mind blank, where you start on the target, either with the trigger prepped or unprepped, and then you have your timer. And each time it beeps, you break the shot then. Yeah. So I always warm up with that, and I really like that. And I like a designated target drill a lot, because that'll get my eyes moving and get my transitions on and finding my spot on the target. So those are two that I always do and I really like. And then the rest that I do, I kind of just a different array of targets every day, different partials, different no shoots. And I'll add some movement in. I'll do array shuffle, array move, um, draws, reloads. And it's kind of just like a different, it's like almost the same training, but completely different target arrays every single day. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Pretty advanced stuff. I hear not not basic stuff, complex skills, some some, yeah. some building of stuff. I like that. That's very cool to hear. I've been cool. I've been um dry firing a lot of distance because of world shoot really. Yep. Um I'm I'm I think they're gonna have like a lot of far targets and a lot of hard mm-hmm. steel. So and before nationals, I was doing a bunch of far targets, not a lot of steel, because my steel was good and then didn't shoot steel. Yeah. Anyway. So now we're back to like far steel and yep. far parcels. Yeah, it seems to be a weird theme this year. I'm from area eight and I don't know, all the, yeah. the match directors have been just throwing stuff out at 30 yards all the yeah. time. So area five. Yeah, Guys. everybody tells us our Glocks aren't accurate, but mm, I <laughs> they work. <laughs> yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see a partial steel where it's somewhat behind mm-hmm. a barricade yeah. and oh, you yeah. don't have the whole steel plate to do that. Just like half of the steel plate, yeah. right? That's why the Ipsic stuff gets gets a little nasty like that, where they have the the no shoot steel plate behind the mm-hmm. steel plate. I, I love those kinds of things. I mean, you're a three gunner. We've we've seen that kind yeah, of yeah. That's that's how it was in three gun. It's like yep. everything was weird and whack like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's like nothing brand new. It's stuff I've seen before. So it's it's funny because that's something that I wanted to ask you about. Coming from three gun, USPSA seems I don't want to say easy, but simpler, right? It seems it's, much more focused. It's easier to get into. Yeah. It's it's less chill. Wait, okay. It's chill on the target. I'm like on the shooting aspect wise. Yeah. It's super. Not a three not minute. Tar- yeah, it's not down. a three minute stage plan. It's now focused. Yeah, it's not a 120 second stage <laughs> with a 240 second part time yep. dragging this, jumping over that wall, <laughs> laying on the ground, hopping up. Mm-hmm. It's very much <laughs> 10 second, 15 second stage boom 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 but it's still it's still challenging because you have so much less time to lose wait hold up you can't can't make mistakes in the spsa in three gun you can make mistakes because your stage is a minute and a half long and it doesn't matter a good gun transition or a bad one won't kill your day exactly you don't have those 12 second breaks between guns to kind of mask it i mean you're young i was young i could run a little bit faster so in three gun Mm -hmm. that made a difference now Mm -hmm. your shooting has to matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how fast you are so i think 
I think it's just as challenging, just in a different aspect. Yes. I call it simple, not easy. That's the thing. It's it's yeah. much simpler of a sport. It's just not, it's, it's actually harder. I found yeah. it more technical. It's not easy. Yeah. But it, it, coming from somebody who's shot those weird target arrays before, you've seen moving mm-hmm. steel, you've seen all that stuff. That's not new to three gunners, but it's new to the USPSA folks. So yeah. it's kind of funny to see, oh, I've seen one of those before. It might have been eight years ago. I might have shot it with a shotgun, but hey, I've seen one of those. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your national title. Um, yeah, so last year's, I guess, was like super hard prep all the way up to nationals, going in for fun, for experience. Let's go see how everybody else shoots. I like, I just want to meet people, go shoot, ended up winning. All that <laughs> training paid off Um, because I, I was training a ton. We we're getting to the range almost three times a week and we we're dry firing a ton. And it was super just like focus, 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 because I had just started shooting USPSA before last year's nationals. I've been shooting USPSA for seven months. So in that seven months, I, I had shot pistol before. So I wasn't like brand new gun. It was like learning the sport, learning the gun, learning the things I needed to do that were different. The other people might not do. Mm -hmm. So that was that. And yeah, and then this year, the training, it was, it was more lax because we couldn't get to the range three times a week this year. Um, we could get there twice and then the dry fire was good. And I didn't start, like, I kind of delayed my hard training a little bit. I, I don't remember why, couldn't tell you, but I started hard training a month and a half, maybe before that nationals. And we did a lot of far targets, a lot of more technical skills, because in that time, I had kind of changed parts of my shooting, and I had started exploring what my what I could do. So the matches before nationals went awful for me, because I was exploring my Trying speed. Trying new stuff, yeah. Yeah, I was exploring right. my speed in Area 5, so I was shooting so incredibly fast seeing nothing, not getting my hits. So then for the next area match, which is three, I believe, I dialed it back and overcorrected. So I was going super, Mm -hmm. like, controlled. I was seeing all of my splits, everything. My dial was coming back down on my target. I was over-confirming. So the Nationals was like, okay, I need to find my happy spot without having a major match. So I found my happy spot in that training and I found how to shoot by sight, like only shooting as fast as I could see and not pushing my speed, but like kind of, yeah, fix, exactly. shooting to the speed fixing of your everything. And that was kind of like my fixed match and it worked out well. Yep. And then what, two weeks after that was Ipsic Nuts. Yep. Yeah. So two weeks after those Ipsic Nuts. I got my Ipsic gun four days before Ipsic now. Oh, goodness. Oh. Wow. That's impressive. It's, it's actually completely different. If, I was going to ask. Know I know it's probably a Glock, but how different is the Ipsic gun from your USPSA gun? It is a Glock out of the box. Have fun. Good luck. Don't change anything. So you what did your sugar. USPSA Glock look like then? Um, Slide cut. Undercoat. Cut. Stippling. Um, trying to think what else. Just super different. Oh, my trigger. Style. My trigger was half the weight. In is half the weight in USPSA than Ipsic. Nope. So Ipsic is <laughs> no slide cuts, no nope. undercut, which nope. actually made a huge difference because I I have really like oddly small hands, which is kind of weird because like I'm I'm not small, like I'm tall. And so the undercut made a huge difference for mm-hmm. me. So not having that undercut, I was like, wow, my grip feels completely yeah. different. I can't get as high up. Um, yeah. And then the trigger was twice the weight. There's no slide cuts. And oh, the mag release. I had an extended mag release because to get my thumb to a mag release, it's like a little catch and yeah. throwing catch. The slipping catch. Ordeal. <laughs> So in USPSA, I dropped my mag with my middle finger because my middle finger sits there on the extended release. But in IPSC, my finger did not reach it and could not press it like that. 
So I had switched away or reloaded and everything That's... was kind of crazy. And I had, I don't know, maybe 400 rounds through the gun before it was like We got to the range wow. twice. Um, got so new gun, new, yeah, new gun, cut, new trigger, new, new spring, Everything. international yes. title. That's what I'm hearing. Yes. Yes. All right. So we get to Ipsic, Ipsic Nationals, and my gun is not sighted in. So I was like, this is great. So I'm like, and it's shooting super left. So I'm like trying to change him like right, right, right. And it's still shooting left. So morning of the match, I switched guns. It's a gun that I've never shot before. Um, oh it had it had twenty rounds through it, you know, just chrono at home. So I shot that during the match, and wow. it was fine though. So talk about shooting on instinct. <laughs> all right, it was kind of yeah. Good for but you. It that was awesome. It was that's a lot of adversity to come over after taking home a, an Ipsic national title. I mean, that's pretty or yeah. international. That's yes. pretty crazy. Yes. So, what divisions are your titles in? Um. Last year, carry optics, and then this year is carry optics again, but that second place. And then for Ipsic is in production optics. Okay, so your first national title, you won at yes. age 14. Yes. 14. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I love this girl. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because I was new 14. I was 14, four months. Like, I was four months into the age of 14 yes. like i you're, just turned 14 you're still a baby oh yeah which it was crazy this is like and i remember i recall seeing you guys at that match i recall seeing you you and your father probably at one of the vendors tables and probably, yeah. you were relaxed you were right that was yeah. the funniest thing you could say you're like no nah, i'm just coming in we just came in prepared i want to see what happens you're right i recall yeah. I, I recall you guys just kind of hanging out saying hi to people doing your uh-huh. own thing and just oh, no problem i'll just take over the title have a great day guys <laughs> Yeah, so I love to talk to people at matches. I love talking. I don't care who it is. I will talk to you. <laughs> talk to a wall. And i that's what I love the most about shooting is I get to meet so many different people yeah. and so many cool people, and I get to talk to them. Yes. And we get to, like, exchange stories and stuff. So I think it's so awesome. No, I, I, oh, I definitely, I definitely mirror that. Co-host. Yeah. <laughs> we got a new co-host, Sam. I like it. Hey, she can talk. <laughs> she talked well. <laughs> no I'm with her about that whole thing it's uh I, I come from a lot of different weird sports so like I come from mm-hmm. just like mountain biking skiing whatever lacrosse like things that aren't on ESPN and yeah. even though those are sport- friendly sports they're definitely not like uh USPSA where you meet some people you you can make friends that you'll see once a year at nationals mm-hmm. or once a year at regionals and you'll you'll pick it up and you guys will be best friends you'll stay at an Airbnb for three days you guys will have mm-hmm. a great time it's a unique sport it's very cool in that regard I, I really like to see that it's a it's an interesting, interesting culture we have going right right now. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because my brother rides dirt bikes. And he's, today's his birthday. He's 13. Oh, happy birthday. birthday. I like okay. it. Um, so he started riding bikes a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And they met so many people. And when my dad's hurt and can't ride, people yes. just come and pick him up. And my brother's like, I've met him once, couldn't tell you his name, but he just took me and we're going to Alabama together this weekend. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, wow, you are 12. What are you doing going with random people with a dirt bike? Okay. <laughs> but he has found so many nice people and so many cool people. And that's sport. And then I was like, now you know why I love it. Yeah. Like, you know why I like right. USP saying why. You guys like- are a very competitive family then. You guys come yes. from a lot of competitive Oh, yeah. Stuff. Oh, yes. We're a very competitive family. Game boards get flipped on game night. There's <laughs> no talking for two days. There's so much going on. That's great. We're very competitive. All right. So now that we know for sure World Shoot is happening. Yes. And obviously you got a slot. Mm-hmm. yes what's going on with that how are you preparing yeah what are, so what are you expecting i'm i i'm i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um stage wise what i'm expecting well they released the stages and like the pre-world shoot that thing they released those videos and that kind of looks like a lot of far steel and like stage wise so it's I think it'll be very technical because it's like not eight target array move mm-hmm. 
it's very much one target, move, two targets, move, mm. swinging steel, move. So I think that'll be super different, super interesting, but super fun. So we've been kind of doing like short positions with hardish targets. And I'm just excited to go to Thailand and meet all these other people who shoot because it's like a whole new world of people that are shooting. Mm -hmm. And getting their aspect on it is going to be like, I think it's going to be super cool because although like we don't have IPSC, I have learned that all different countries' IPSCs are very different too. Oh, yeah. Because... At Ipsic Nationals, I shot with a group of Canadians, and they're like, this is not like our Ipsic. And I was no. like, whoa, y'all's Ipsics are different. What? <laughs> so it's kind of like a new-ish thing for everybody. Like, it's a little bit of flavor from everything, which I think will be super cool. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, and Ipsic in Canada is different than Ipsic in Europe. Ipsic in Europe mm -hmm. is different than South Africa versus yeah. Asia. They're all different regionally. It's just like if you go to a range in Florida, it's going to have a totally different flavor from a range in Washington. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really cool. So, have you ever traveled that far for a match yet, or is that going to be your furthest travel? I have never been out of the country ever. Awesome. It's the farthest I've ever traveled for a match, and it's the farthest I've ever traveled for anything. Good, good luck. We'll be pulling for you. I like that. I Thank like you. That. That's awesome. Well, I did have a little chat with your dad. So mm -hmm. I think they're going to take really good care of you and they'll meet you at the airport, get you through with your firearm, make sure you're mm -hmm. all set up. Um, cool. I talked to him about basically how to travel safely, yes. <laughs> especially with firearms, because yes. you don't yes. want to do something wrong and find yourself in trouble. Always nerve-wracking. Yeah. 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 So we talked through it. I made sure he has a list of all the forms he needs. So he should be good to go now. He has a awesome. pretty clear list. I also, That's did you get a chance to try the, the drill ideas I sent him about um, like the swinging steel and the bobbing steel? Oh, with using the paper plate? Yeah. So he did not show me drills or tell me drills or anything. He just goes, use a paper plate for swinging steel. And I was like, what? He's like, bring paper plate to the range. And I was like, okay, why? <laughs> He's like, for steel. I was like, why not just use steel? He goes, no, swinger. And I was like, hold up. Talk to me later about this. Why can't you finish the sentence? So I kind of just got bring paper plate to range for swinging steel. <laughs> and I totally thought he meant in dry fire. And I was like, why would I use a paper plate when I have steel? He's like, no, for when it's moving. Yeah. And I was like, what he's like no the target's got to be moving shoot the paper plate i was like oh <laughs> like that makes sense okay yeah so most ranges don't have access around here to around here being the the u.s <laughs> yeah in our country we don't have a lot of ranges that have swinging steel plates mm -hmm. bobbing steel plates the kind of things that you're gonna see mm -hmm. in asia yeah. and it's very common there and they also paint them in odd colors, like blue, yellow, red. Oh, yeah, I saw the blue. Yeah. So, I was like, wow, here you don't shoot the blue. <laughs> right, um. exactly. So get used to shooting things in different colors. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. We'll definitely do that this weekend. We've been painting our still blue, yep. and I kind of mm -hmm. didn't even realize. And he's like, yeah, we're painting our still blue. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, weird. I told them it would probably be blue, but it could be yeah. yellow. Yeah. I've even seen it different colors on different stages. So like in Hungary for the, I don't know, European handgun championship, whatever it was, yeah. they had these little tiny square yellow steel. Mm -hmm. And then they would, when you shoot them, they fall in the mud and they didn't have enough paint to paint them between each shooter like they're supposed to be able to. Yeah. So they were just covered in mud, sitting there in front of the mud. Wow. So you're trying mm -hmm. to pick out the mud from the mud to shoot your little steel. Yeah. So that I mean, sounds like a challenge. <laughs> and I, the I, yellow does really blend in yeah. with oh, a yeah. lot of burns. Oh yeah. It's really hard to pick out. So I would do yellow as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cool. It's probably gonna be blue, but they might just decide to throw something else in the mix. Yeah. Of course. Better to be prepared, and it's just a can of spray paint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah, most ranges definitely don't have those swinging steels, moving steels around. I, I mean, I have a lot of weird stuff in my range. And I think I only have one or two moving pieces of steel like that. But what does your club look like? What is your your um what is your culture down there and then Louisiana, right? What what's the, yeah. the home club look like down there? Um, like a beach. It looks like a beach. Cool. Like it quite literally is a beach. Um right. so it's super sandy. There's no well, there's one range in Louisiana, and it's down the bayou, so it floods super easily. And if it floods that week or the week before, there will not be a match because it gathers water and stays water. Like, it, the range is in mm-hmm. the swamp. Gotcha. So the other ranges are, like, local ranges are in Mississippi, and those are all, like, an hour to an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Um, All of them, really, are super sandy, which is – I don't even know why it's just super sandy and it's always hot, but that's just because we live here. The rain, the bays, we have like a good variety of bays. We have one range that has like two huge bays. Like they could want, they're probably both like 50 yards long, like this what? way. Um, None of the bays are super deep, really. They have one bay, which is like the classifier bay. Or are it's just like a really skinny bay that's like oh, ten yards know. long. That's um or ten yards wide, but it's super long. So that's a lot of like running courses. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of side to side movement more than four, just because you can't get a ton of distance when you go forward. The bays like at most are probably like twenty five yards deep. So it's a lot of side to side movement. Um, a lot of closed hoser stuff but to like they'll put some far steel to get mm. some like distance you know but they do a really good job designing stages and they like to incorporate a lot of major match stuff into the locals which is super helpful yeah um yeah so you have a lot of major competitors down there then if they're taken from all the the matches and all that stuff you have some good match directors you have people seeing these local mm-hmm. ma- or the, the major matches we have we have really good shooters here too. We have the Dupuy brothers. I don't know if you know them. Yep. We shoot with yep. them a lot, and then a lot of local guys are really good too. So it's 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 a good competition. Like it's never like show up and you know oh I'm gonna win. There's no competition. It's like there's competition and there's like seven of us. That's like okay I don't know who's gonna win this time. Like top ten will be stacked like within two percent. So we have some really good competition. Cool. And it's, it's, you have to drive there. for it, and then you have to work for it. So you have to make mm-hmm. it count. You're making your training count. You're making your matches count. You're making it count. You do. Not just show you up do. in your backyard and go beat up everybody. Yeah, exactly. I wish I had a range in my backyard. <laughs> on that sand, if you're shooting on that sand all the time, it's going to feel so much easier if yeah. you're running on grass or yeah. something else where you can yeah. really oh push gosh. off of aggressively. You can feel like you can float when you're on grass. Like when you go from a sand bay to where the sand is like covering your ankles and you go on grass and you're like, oh my gosh, what? I can run. Exactly. When you empty out your shoes, it's like sand and more <laughs> sand, some rocks and then more sand. <laughs> so is that range in the bayou, is that Nolatac, the same one that we went to, or is that a different one? That's, it's not. Um, This range is in Donaldsonville. So Nolatac doesn't exist anymore oh really yeah um they have not existed for a really long time i think you you came towards the end i'm pretty sure okay like they probably closed uh maybe it comes and they're like screw this we're not doing this anymore (laughs) yeah they probably closed like two or three years ago i don't know they they thought they were super bougie and charged a ton for people to shoot on it. And it was on, um, like, a motocross track. It was, like, behind right. a motocross track. I actually got to race there while we <laughs> were there. They had the little go-karts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a super cool place. And it was super awesome and super convenient. Just there was not enough people to go shoot there. Yeah. So, very unfortunate. I wish we saw it. That was, like, 15 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been a great setup if, you know, they mowed down yeah. that grass and got oh, it cleaned yeah. up nice. That would have yeah. been cool. That's where I learned to shoot three gun because they had um long range. I don't I don't remember how far out it went, but I think 
I don't remember. Actually, I don't remember at all. Scratch that. Don't remember. And then they had some pistol bays, but I don't know. The pistol bays were like fairly new. Like they never had them until the end. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'd, I'd hear when I hear this because I'm from New Jersey. So when I hear down south, I'm just, oh, you all have guns or shooting ranges everywhere. You're always shooting. And I hear, oh, no, I have to drive an hour to a range. I have to do yeah. this. I have to do that. I, I have ranges. I have ranges within 50 minutes of me, 45 minutes of me. And I'm in Jersey. So it is weird. That, yeah. That's that's it odd. Weird. It's a weird challenge for you. But I mean, it doesn't seem to bother you, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Wisconsin, my home range is an hour and a half away as well. Yeah, yeah that's far. That's far. <laughs> it's it's a bit of a, a haul. Yeah. So. <laughs> Tell us about your family and how they've been supporting you. So my dad, my dad takes me to every match, obviously. And my mom is the headmaster, the approval. Can she miss the school? Oh, so yeah. she gives oh, all yeah. the permission and all the support for, mm-hmm. yes, you can go shoot. You do bad on the test. I'm taking your guns away for a week. I was That's like, awesome. oh my gosh, what? <laughs> that did That's happen awesome. once. That's awesome. It did happen. She's like, you can't go shooting. And I was like, you can't, like, you can't do that, Mom. She's like, I just did. Oh. But I'm the national champion. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> So she's super supportive, and my dad's super supportive. He takes me everywhere, travels with me, makes sure I'm staying on top of all my stuff. Mm-hmm. My brother Tyler's just kind of there. Not, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's awesome it's to hear that mom and dad support because it's impossible to do the shooting sports in general as, as no, anybody yeah. under 21. I mean, it's just it's impossible to do it. You do what we do. It's it's, yeah. it's very cool to see. I grew up as a junior shotgunner, but I wouldn't have been able to do it without my dad driving me around and my mom going, yeah. go ahead. So it's cool yep. to hear that that's still, like, I can't drive. still out there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you can't drive. drive yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, they've been super, super helpful, and I wouldn't be able to do it without them. So it's awesome. Aww. And so what, what about, about the companies that represent you? So I have Primer Machine, which they are one of the most amazing companies ever. They do OEM and uh, they do like slide cuts and dot mm-hmm. milling. And they're mm-hmm. also amazing people. Like they are so good. And they are make sure that you are getting taken care of. All the customers, me. Mm-hmm. And then I have one of some of my other favorites are walkers virtual casing gps mm-hmm. then i have hunter's gold i love hunter's gold i think everybody loves hunter's gold they're oh, at every yeah. single match oh yeah they're here for everybody then i have johnny glock who makes all my triggers and does mm-hmm. amazing then i have Terran tactical for my base pads which they are chef's kiss too yep. and trigicon dots and then valhalla custom for my stippling well, you just answered a bunch of my questions then. So you they have Johnny Glock triggers. Right off. Yep. Yeah. Johnny Glock triggers, though. I like to hear all mm-hmm. this. You use TTI for your base pad. So all the stuff mm-hmm. that people are going to eventually ask, hey, you're the you're the national champion. What's your setup yeah. like? What do I need to What right. do I yeah. need to shoot a national champion? Uh, a Glock that's got a dot on it and some yeah. base pads. Yep. Some stippling exactly. to keep your hands. All right. Uh, Johnny Glock trigger. All right. All right. Sounds pretty simple. Yep. Nobody needs any slide ride 2011s. They don't, they don't need them anyway, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glocks. Okay. Glocks. I'm just taking notes. I'm just taking notes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to take this yeah. moment to to pimp my sponsor, Superbell Ammunition. At checkout, just put in Kita, K-I-T-A, and you'll get a little discount at checkout. There it is. Excellent ammo. There's Kita. <laughs> There's a little. Am my Superbell? Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, primary Machines right down near you, right? They're down in Louisiana, correct? Yep. They're actually yeah. in Morgan City, which is ironic. Ah. There you go. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, I like those yeah. guys. I, I have my own guy who cuts uh, my, my stuff, but the very first gun that I had cut for an optic in 2016 was Impact Machine, and I'll always remember them for that. So mm-hmm. They're awesome, yeah. They're like 45 minutes away from my house. Awesome. So, they're very awesome cool. people. So right. what are your plans moving forward from here? Obviously, you have the world shoot coming up. Yes. Do you have any plans beyond that? Or just kind of having fun? Just kind of having fun. Maybe open next year. Mm. I like this. That would be fun. That would be interesting for me. I would love to shoot an open gun. I have never trained with an open gun before. I shot like 20 rounds, but I've never trained with an open gun. So I think I'm listening right now. Because I want to see you with an open gun in your hands. <laughs> I would like to see what <clears throat> I could do with an open gun or kind of where I would sit with an open <clears throat> gun because I've been told it fits my style of shooting more. 
And I, I don't know. I think that'd be super interesting. Um, Dad, I need an open gun. <laughs> Dad, come on. Yeah, That's so great. no plans for Most next six. year. Well, right now it's like carry optics. So mainly carry optics and then add some open in there. I was going to shoot open nationals this year with my Glock. Um, oh, and just go send it. I like it. All right. I, I totally would have, and I wish I could have. But then world shoot happened, and my mom was like, you can't miss more school. That damn school. So, yeah. Well, we don't need it. <laughs> I love how most girls, when they're turning 16, at 15 years old, they're like, daddy, daddy, for my birthday, I want a new car when I turn 16. And you're like, daddy, daddy, can I have an open gun? Have an <laughs> open gun, <laughs> <laughs> that costs more than your car <laughs> right <laughs> it, it well, might. that's great well that'd be yeah. great to see because i definitely I, I could see you you're right the style of shooting you're you're yeah. low you keep on the move i could see you with an open gun in your hands just just mm-hmm. go and send it that'd be that'd be a fun progression to see i could see morgan just kind of like all right i'm, I'm good with this carry optic stuff let me see how fast i can go yeah i was like even if you don't switch to open but shoot Try open it. to learn stuff and carry it over to carry optics. Like right. learn some learn to speed go faster. and open mm-hmm. and carry it to carry optics. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's true too. It like is to true. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to revisit talking about Thailand. Mm-hmm. What are your concerns, worries, things that might make you anxious about this trip? Things that might keep you awake at night leading up to it? Yeah. Um... I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just nervous to go to a totally different environment. And it's like, I'm not necessarily nervous for the match itself. Uh, match itself. I'm like super, I'm pumped for that. Like I'm excited, but it's like Thailand itself. It's like, uh, this is kind of scary. We don't like, mm-hmm. we're not going to speak the same language as everybody. It's going to be definitely oh, going to be a English. challenge. It's it's going to, I don't know, all, everyone I've talked to has been like, yeah, their food, it's going to mess up your stomach. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like I'm terrified for that. And I was like, I'm going to bring some of my own food with me. I don't know. But I'm, I don't know. I'm more just nervous visiting a completely different place because I've never had that experience before. Yeah, yeah it's, you're going to have so much fun. They're going to treat you like a little princess. No joke. They're going to treat you like a princess. And they they all speak English. I mean, yeah. they might have some range caddies or something like that, or people resetting that don't speak much English. Yeah. But most, most of them are going to speak English, okay. so it'll be fine. As far as the food messing with your stomach, I've mentioned before on this show that if you're a white person and you don't usually eat rice for every meal then you might not want to do that when you go there because they do serve rice for every single meal mm. you'll get pretty mm. backed up if you mm. do that mm. so. i thought it was super <laughs> spicy i was like oh no spice we do spice down here but i'm thinking it's a different kind of spicy <laughs> well you don't have to get spicy food yeah yep. I mean, you can pick what you want um yeah. so when I travel to Asia, what I do is take two Benadryl after the first meal on the international portion of the flight. Mm-hmm. So then I eat something and basically knock myself out. So then I wake up and it's daytime, let the sun keep me awake. And every night, it takes about three nights. I take two Benadryl each night mm-hmm. so that, that I sleep through the night. <laughs> and there was one time, I think I was in Hungary or something. I got to day three and I was like, oh, I'm sleeping great. I'm just not going to take it tonight. Wake up at 2.30 in the morning, can't go back to sleep. And then I'm exhausted yeah. all day. So that helps with and the jet, jet lag. And, yeah. and it's really gentle. It's just a diphenhydramine. They put the same thing in Z-Quil. Nurse Kita. Yeah. Yeah, so take a Z-Quil or a Benadryl. It's very gentle just to help you sleep on the plane. And that'll help you reverse your schedule. Then you also want to have with you, It's if you go to the pharmacy, it's super weird because everything's in a different language. So you don't even know if you're buying ibuprofen or Tylenol or who knows what it is. So it's better just bring it with you. Bring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I recommend bringing Imodium in case things go that way. Mm-hmm. And bring um, Senna Plus in case it goes the other way. <laughs> I like Senna Plus because it's a really, really gentle, natural laxative. And it has docusate sodium in it, which kind of softens everything. Now that we've talked about poop on the podcast, we're great friends now. Uh, she goes, I mean, if you travel halfway across the country and you're ready or halfway across the world and you're ready for a shoot and then you're like, oh, no, I don't feel good. That's a mm-hmm. bummer. I'd be bummed. Oh, yeah. So yeah. You're yeah. ready to shoot. I know you can shoot. That's the least of our worries. You've never international traveled before. So, oh, yeah. Take, right. take heed. She's good at it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. That's what I, my first, my meals before I shoot are probably going to be super basic, you know, not going to do anything adventurous before the match. You know what you're good at there. After the match, I don't care. Have fun. Party. Yeah. (laughs) Taste everything you've never, eat all the weird stuff you've never seen before. Before the match, nope. Rice and chicken and and do your job. (laughs) No sauce. Nope. Nope. Yeah. And the traffic is going to be totally nuts. Mm -hmm. Like everything <laughs> packed together on the street, people running right up to your vehicle. And they have people in these, what are they? I can't remember what they're called, but they're like pulling you with a bicycle and you're in a little cart behind it. Oh, yeah. We have those here. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Wait, those yeah, that's right. Popular. You do have those yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting. I told your dad he may want to consider getting a driver. Yeah, I can hire a driver inexpensively and they just drive you around and they're usually armed as well. Uh Otherwise, you'd have to rent a car. Yeah, it's really tough. Isn't the driving opposite there? Like, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think it's on the same side, but but the traffic lights and stop signs and things like that, all the signage, those are just suggestions. It's just chaos. Oh, oh, right. Sounds like my dad's kind of driving. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he might do just fine in a car. It's just yeah. the driving can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see that. It's, so I, I set him up with some people so they can hopefully mm-hmm. find him a driver right. if that's what he wants to do or rent a car if he wants to do that. Thanks. I, yeah. I prefer having a driver. <laughs> I'm probably experience, oh. experience, of course. Gotta get through it alive. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you're gonna have so much fun. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, you're coming from only a couple of years into the sport, and you're already traveling mm-hmm. halfway around the, the the world to go represent a country. And so that's that's pretty impressive. That's very cool to hear. Super cool, kind of crazy. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's it's so it's cool. been it's it's cool to see somebody of your age putting in that kind of work and understanding mm-hmm. the respect and the discipline it takes. Because I mean, your dad can push you all you want, but I bailed out of the other sport I was in because I was being pushed. So hey, I. <laughs> It's very cool to see, and it, it, it's definitely talking to you. You can feel like, yeah, this is a this is a little adult here. This is not one of your, the rest of your <laughs> right. generation. Yeah, well, thank so. you. Good. Good. Very cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to see you guys go out there and finish yeah. finish strong. I know you will. Awesome. Thanks. I love watching all of my students that are going and see them battling it out and see who wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I taught them that, and I taught them that. What is that? What is that? Then I get called at like three o'clock in the morning from other countries as it's getting closer to a big match. Uh Because then I never sleep because during the day it's people in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and then at night it's people from other countries. Like, uh, what should I be working on now? (laughs) World shoots coming up soon. Like, I don't know. So it's stressful for you too. Yeah, but I I enjoy it. Enjoy. Okay. Okay. I do online coaching. So I do video calls and I can watch them dry fire, see their setup, go through training plans, give them drills, things like that. But it is a never ending schedule because I have the international students as well. Oh yeah. (laughs) I can't wait to see how everybody does and how much fun everybody's having. It's going to be awesome. Beauty of practice score. We all get to watch. We all get to. Right. (laughs) Everyone's sitting at home on their phone. (laughs) Oh, do you watch scores, Morgan? Nope. Never have, don't plan on it. So I'm just clueless of everything the whole time I'm shooting a match and just kind of shoot what I shoot. And if something is going drastically awful, my dad will tell me what I need to do to fix it. Aw, yeah. your dad's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. 
sometimes. Very supportive. <laughs> yes, very, yes. He's super cool, so he's super supportive. Looks very awesome. Very grateful I can take him, or, or that we can shoot together. Not take him to matches, yeah. but that we can shoot everything together. That's awesome. You know, he actually told me that you're kind of weaning off of having him coaching you, and now he's starting to learn things from you. It, I like to dry fire by myself. Um, whether it's the fact of I get more trigger time in because we're not going back and forth. Um, I don't have to sit there and listen to his lessons of blabber repeating the same thing. Um, I can come up with my own drills and I kind of just make my own plan. And I don't have to sit there and him be in the way. <laughs> but we do we do always live fire together and train together just so we can see how everything in each other's dry fire is going and just to have an eye to look out because there's not yeah. I feel like there's not a ton to look at and dry fire from like another person watching you because it's like you there's no recoil you're kind of like doing your own grip and you're just telling yourself to grip they can't see if you're gripping hard enough or not and there's oh, yeah, no you shots can. so you can really okay, oh, maybe yeah. you can maybe you can see grip pressure didn't know didn't know um and then there's like no shots on target so it's like okay we'll shoot together in live fire tell me everything how to fix it there i'll tell you what you need to fix and then we go and work on it and dry fire that week and then we come back together in live fire and just see everything else how that week went awesome so support, training partner, coach, all kind of built in. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, Sam knows and I chauffeur, can see weird things. <laughs> People watching are going to be like, you can't see grip pressure. And like, Sam's like, no, nope, she's a witch. No, I've watched her do it. So. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no. She's got, she's got the, the hawk eyes. She can see. She does. She's like, There's something in there. She's got a bionic. Your muscles voice. aren't contracting. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'll I'll do um online training with people while they're dry firing and I'm like that one was a left Charlie and they're like I know <laughs> how did you know that that's that's crazy you can tell it but that's that's I feel like that's super important dry fires calling your shots because mm -hmm. be makeups and dry fire are a real thing yep yeah if you're not gripping the gun like it's going to go off and if mm -hmm. you're not calling your shots and being honest with your mm -hmm. shot placement that is no good. Not really doing any good. Just get you yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that's one thing I, I think a bunch of uh, like serious competitors were joking about on Instagram. They're like, no, your dry fire should be hard. You should be frustrated. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't mm -hmm. be easy. And that's something that I guess serious competitors never realized we had to uh, communicate. When I say dry fire, you mean dry fire. You mean it. You mean you're going to go and pretend like you're shooting. Some people are just... Yeah. Oh, pow, 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 and then that's the end of the dry fire. Yeah. Like, well, dry fire today, though. Why aren't it getting better? Yeah, so it's... I will, I will leave my dry fire sweating yes. and disgusting, and I'm like, ugh. Yes. Ugh. My hands hurt. I'm like, my face is sweaty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like my hands will be. I'm like, all right, I need a break. I can't feel any of my fingers. <laughs> so from coming from a national champion, you can hear it. Got So what motivates you? A lot of hmm? people hate dry firing. What motivates hmm? you to start your dry fire practice? Do you have a routine that you just follow every day and you just automatically go do it because it's just what you do? Yeah. So I used to hate dry fire and I don't even know why. And then I started dry firing on my own and I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just kind of put on my belt. I'm like, all right, now my belt's on. I'm not going to go sit down on the couch in this big clunky thing. So I guess I'll go dry fire. Mm -hmm. So I go dry fire. And then I get up and I get out there and I'm like, oh man, now I'm interested. Now I'm having fun. Like it can be a little bit hard to get started, but as soon as you start dry fire, you will be invested in it mm -hmm. and you will mm -hmm. want to put in the work and you just like, won't stop. Like 30 minutes will go by and it's dark outside all of a sudden. I'm like, hmm, yep. I just got out here. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll leave my rig on, like, I'll dry fire for a while, and if I'm gripping really hard, my um, arms start to get a little sore if I haven't been doing a lot of the bands or whatever. Yeah. 
So then I'll go like unload the dishwasher or something with my rig still on and then come yeah. back and yeah. revisit. So it's okay to take a little I'll break too, yeah. and then come back in. I, I yeah, joke, rest your hands a little bit. I joke with a lot of my students that I put my dry fire pants on and they think of being, they think of like kidding, but I literally have a pair of like shorts that I leave an inner belt on that it looks like mm -hmm. a fireman takes his pants off in the corner and you can just like step into them and put them on over sweatpants and just like, oh, dry fire and kick them right off. So I, I, yeah. I think making it convenient is part of my uh, yeah. secret to it. Yeah. yeah, it's good to have a trick or something that's that sort of triggers you to go and do it. <laughs> yeah. Mine's literally just having, getting up and putting the belt on. Yeah, just having targets <laughs> all over mocking you is always a good yes, thing. Right? Yes, they're <laughs> over there. Just my mocking garage you. door. There's so many targets and steel. Mm -hmm. And then all in the living room. The living room is decorated with targets. Backyard is decorated with targets. My dad's room is decorated yep. with targets. I hope my wife so stops getting mad at me for putting them all over the house. I'll get oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get returned a pile at some point and be like, here, take these back, and they'll just be a pile <laughs> like this from all over the house. Like, and I'll slowly start putting them back again. Yeah. We've been looking around. Like, I think this is the only wall with no targets on it in my yeah. whole house. Yeah, just because oh, it's your wow. background, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have like a stack of targets on the coffee table, and when people come over, they're like. Why do you have heads on your wall? <laughs> I don't like, worry about it. It's targets. If I have to explain like, it to okay. you, it won't get it. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> I think my mom gets slightly embarrassed by them. When her friends come over, she's like, take down the targets. <laughs> the decor is USPSA. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, it needs to be pretty in here. <laughs> there should be. Well, maybe you could do like a picture frame that you can just flip it around and then it's flip targets it. on the other side. And then nice. that that when I'm thinking the exact opposite. I want USPSA wallpaper, but <laughs> right? I think I, I might get kicked out of the house. But. He wants the doormat <laughs> that says USPSA on it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, it's the, it's the logo. That's great. Well, Morgan, is there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't bring up? Anything you can think of that we missed out on? Um, I know, we covered a lot. National or something training. that we wouldn't know to ask you, maybe. I think. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Let me just spring that on you real quick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I guess things I want to get better at, kind of. I think that's a cool topic. Things yeah. I want to get better at. Um, I feel like I like my style of movement. And I think it's smooth, but my <clears throat> initial push off, my like, I don't, oh my gosh, my mind blank. When you like leave a position, your explosion. Yes, my explosion is not there. I don't have explosion and I don't know why. And I'm really trying to work on getting that explosive movement and getting that out. And I, I don't know, I just can't seem to find that. Which is I think that is only when you're in that deep sand, or is it all the time? No, all the time. I just don't have an explosive push off. And I don't know, I've tried a lot of stuff, and I know, I don't know, it's probably something that I'm missing or something that I just didn't put enough thought into. But it's really just, I like my smooth movement, but it's not an aggressive push off. So, do you do anything for your workouts? So I did during the summer before school started and I would go work out three times a week. It's like an hour and it was all almost, well, it was basically all leg workouts. It was like core and leg because I had a trainer and I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. So it was mainly all legs and I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know if maybe I got the strength and I couldn't figure out how to apply it. Yeah, I know me and Keita have some some videos on YouTube. I'm, yeah. Keita, you can send her mm -hmm. some of them. Uh, box jumps. There's some things out there that for sure that we we could like recommend to do. She We made a whole physical yeah. video series, but things like box jump, things like skier jumps, uh, ladders. Uh, so there's some obvious things, but mm -hmm. some not so obvious things out there that, yeah, there's one thing that I'm, I'm not a national champion, but I move fast yeah. enough. I'm, I'm an athletic yeah. for all intents and purposes. And that's what I lean on as part of mm -hmm. like my strength here. So that's definitely something me and Keita can help you out with. That That's interesting okay. to hear that you have it nailed down to such a specific thing. Yeah, that's almost nice because we can go, all right, so it looks like she's already cooking something up for you right there. <laughs> yeah. So this guy on Instagram, I really like 
a lot of the drills, the footwork drills he does. It's Jason Fierheller, J-A-S-O-N-F-E-A-R, sorry, F-E-A-I-R-H-E-L-L-E-R, Jason Fierheller. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll send his profile to you on Instagram and check out his stuff. One thing I really like is where he talks about the angle of your shin when you're pushing Uh off. Yeah. So that is probably one of the things that's holding you back. The other thing is you might be up a little too tall. Mm -hmm. So you can even Google drop and go. It's a technique they use in other sports to get Mm -hmm. themselves moving is drop and go. But in our sport, we want to always be low. Yeah. So if you're not low enough, you're not going to be able to push off at the right angle. I think it might be the shin thing or whatever. I I feel like I get very aggressive. If you have ever seen me, like my interviews, I'm very much low and wide Mm -hmm. when I start. And when I shoot, I still stay low. I just don't stay as wide. Like, like foot, foot. Mm -hmm. I always start super wide and low. But then it gets like closer, you know, but I'm, I still, I think I'm still staying pretty low. Like I'm not, I'm never standing up. My knees are never like straight. I think, I think what me and Keita like to nerd out on is like the movement stuff. It's not even yeah. shooting, like running mechanics. And I definitely, I, I, I'm picking up what she's putting down. Basically getting your foot more underneath you for yeah. the of movement and getting the angle of your shin in the direction you're heading. Uh-huh. And that'll be basically your start for learning okay. to float out of the position. Don't change yeah. how you move or don't change how you shoot because that doesn't okay. work. Either. Okay. And also using the mass of the gun to pull you out of positions, yep. leading mm-hmm. with the gun, basically. You okay. sort of throw the gun and then that pulls you rather than leaving it behind. Yeah. Okay. That I know what you mean because sometimes I'll feel like if I go to move, I'm like, wow i'm dragging and i didn't even know but that drag is intense yeah 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 it sends energy in the wrong direction and creates a lot of drag mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so i got throwing I the you. gun in the direction you want to move leading with the gun you should look like you're being led around the stage by the gun okay okay i can i, I can just, work with that. that was that was the one comment this last sunday i just shot with a group of guys and he's like so i should be like following my gun around i was like yeah like it's your puppy exactly <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little gun puppy. I just follow it. Super cool. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, I'll send this to you. Check it out. If you guys watching want to check him out. Yeah, that's one thing I've spell it again. It's Jason. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'll spell it again because that was weird. It's Jason F-E-A-I-R-H-E-L-L-E-R. And it's all one word. Jason Fearheller. And yeah. he has a lot of great drills for that shin angle to help you move mm-hmm. much more explosively. Okay. Another thing is everyone's built a little bit differently and some people thrive on explosive movement. Other people thrive on just flowing through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. something else you can try if your body is just built to be a more flowy person and a less explosion person. I mean, you got to be able to do a little bit of both no matter what, yeah. but you can try crossing over to uh-huh. get out of position yeah and kind of start shifting your weight out uh-huh. to get yourself moving sooner yeah okay it's funny of all the nerdy topics that all the shooters love from ammo to barrels to all that stuff we just don't pay t- much attention to this physical stuff and then me and keita are looking at like time on the table i'm just like no come on if you just put your foot here put your body here and yeah it's it's, it's definitely worth looking into it's something that yeah doing with some of my students now not even shooting i've been taking people to the gym and now doing physical training to get people mm-hmm. more stable and explosive because of those two things that we're talking about into position yeah. and blowing out of position and yeah yeah if we could just kind of as shooters start to pay attention to that stuff more it'll, it'll be a huge help it'll be a huge help to understand yeah. the, just the mechanics of running how your body moves how to how to better control that kind of stuff because you move and shoot so well that it'll only help you move and shoot better yeah yep all right, so where can people find you if they want to give you a follow? Right, so Instagram, it's Morgan Rose, the number three, and then gun. Um, started way back in 2017 with three guns, Morgan three Rose, Rose, three gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, the name stays original. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so curious, what month were you born in? June. You are one month. When in June? 
Uh, seven. Okay, so you're like exactly one month older than Pixie. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That is so cool. That is really cool. All right. Well, I guess that's all we've got for today. If you want to hold on, we can have a little chat. Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>